you know, you know. Look at your neighbor and say, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, sit down. Y'all good? Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. I've been waiting for this morning. It's good. I, I do have to start, and it's crazy. Jeff Grinnell, it's crazy. The day that I said, God, I'll go wherever you want to go. Rich Wilkerson was preaching at a youth convention where I gave my life to Christ and became <laughs> this. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. He, he was 15. And, uh, but hey, I honor. It's an honor to be home. I called this home. I used to sit right up there. It's home. Are y'all ready? Hey, look at me. Let me start and let this echo for the next two days. You are the leader. I don't care where you are at in your walk with life. You are the leader. You are that girl. You're that man. You're that woman. You are that princess. You are that prince. It's just time for you to start believing it. And that's what we're on the journey to do in the next two days. Okay. So everybody touch your neighbor and say, that black man talking to you today. <laughs> Psalms chapter 23. Y'all know this one. Let's just read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, it comforts me. Somebody say amen. amen. There is one thing we can all be sure of. That is God is always working. He's always moving. When you are at the crossroads of some point of your life, when you are forced to face trials and tribulations of life, when you are at the point of not knowing what to do or where to turn, always trust God. Because God knows what to do. Every one of us have been through valley experiences in our lives. In fact, valley experiences are a part of life. But a lot of times you don't want nobody to know that's where you're at. But note this this morning. Hear me out. Every time we go through these valleys, we tend to wonder why God allowed that to happen to us. But in Psalms 23, David speaks of a deep, dark valley. And it seems that there's not one ray of light. But the one thing that he is sure of is that God is there. Valleys are no dead-end streets. I need to say that again. Valleys are no dead-end streets. You were not born to pitch a tent in the middle of that valley. That is not your destiny, that valley. That is not your life, that valley. That is not. I don't care if it's been 12 years because there was a woman who had an issue for 12, but that was not where she lived because she saw Jesus. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, you got to move. 
the disappointments, the frustrations, the discouragements, the dilemmas of life, although they are valleys, they should not be classified as a disaster. David even says it's only a shadow. I love that. Because if it's the valley of the shadow of death, the only way there could be a shadow is if light is really close. Come on, come on. Hey, is it all right, balcony? You can clap too. I know y'all all happy up there. I know you happy because you like if the rapture comes, we get to heaven before them. But you can clap with us. We got hey, let's do this together this weekend. Every preacher that gets up here, clap them on, cheer them on. Because guess what? One day it might be you. Oh, I'm not now now. Now hold on. Look, some of y'all like, oh, he needs me to help him. No. Are you kidding me? I am a grown man. I'm a little long in the tooth to be asking anybody to do something they don't want to. You got to understand, this is a vacation. I'm actually speaking to people who want to be here. You need to come to where I was yesterday. Yesterday morning, I was at Bacon County High School. Bacon County, Georgia. Way south. They ain't one piece of bacon. They raise peanuts. Well, how do you call it Bacon County if you raise peanuts? Don't, that's besides the point. There's 987 freshmen in the top bowl. Sophomores, juniors, and seniors consist of 853 each class on the bottom bowl. Principal walked out and they booed her. Because she made a rule that they wanted to go, had something they could do on Fridays with lunch. I don't know what it was. But she said, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't happening no more. So she went out to introduce me. They booed her. You don't boo that. And that, and you got to understand. See, you don't understand. It's, it's all secular. I don't know if you understand what that means. I'm not able to say Jesus. I'm not able to do it. I can only be Jesus. I can be hope. I can be love. I can show that. That's what I do. I'm, you see, here's what I learned at this school. That everybody's a zero. And the day you get saved, you become a ten. All right? So from zero to ten, it could happen in one service. Or it could, might be a process. So when I go to a public school and not able to say Jesus' name, I can be so much Jesus that a kid grabs his phone in study hall the next hour and Googles me and goes to YouTube video and watches a sermon in a church on how he can give his life to Jesus. Now, hold on. He may not do that then. What if I'm zero to three? What if that's my job? Just to be the introduction that there is a black man who can give hope and love and peace. He's different than the other brothers. He ain't rapping about a girl being a, you, I, he don't do that. He has, uh, he's high, he's kind, he's like, what is up with that? Why does he smile? I got on the plane this morning at 5.30. Lady looked at me, the flight attendant, she goes, can I get you something? I said, fresca. She said, I like the way you said fresca. I said, I'll say it again, fresca. I get off the plane here in Minneapolis. She goes, are you a Christian? And I went, shh. I'm undercover today. (laughs) She started laughing. She goes, oh, my goodness. She goes, because I fell asleep. And she said, the lady beside you looked at me and said, is there something about this dude? I slept and was Jesus. (laughs) 
Call me arrogant, call me rude, but at least I slept and I was Jesus, all right? Hey, 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 everybody say move. Come on, say move. You know what's crazy? I can't get past this move part. I can't get past this. So let's just stay there for a second. Look at me, look at me. I know it hurts. I know what you're going through is so painful. And to come in here and watch people jump up and down, you're just like, then you get mad at them. They don't even know you. And you mad at them. You're like, how can they be having it? Why is everybody else? Why does God touch everybody but me? I don't understand. Well, maybe you need to just move. If you close your eyes, ask this question. Have you made a tent in that valley? Have you moved in the tent in that valley that you should have never, ever stopped? Then the only thing you can do is move. When the Egyptians chased the Israelites to the Red Sea, there was no way around it. There was no way. Only God could make a way and only God had to make a way. We must always keep in mind his grace, his leading and him, Jesus himself, mercy will never, ever fail. If God made a way then, he'll make a way now. Let's look at it. Let me go and look at it, look at it, look at it, okay? His way may not come the way we think it would, but it does always come through. If you go to Exodus chapter 14, I'm going to start reading in verse 13. But right before this, Moses just got the people out of Egypt. He just set his people free. Set my people free. And they free. And everybody going. And they're like they're tambourines. Everybody's dancing. All of a sudden, here they come. All the Egyptian army. Not some of them. All of them, they were coming to wipe these brothers and sisters out. All of a sudden, the tambourine stopped and the screaming started. My friends at Hillsong says, he's God on the mountain and when the mountain's in the way. He's still the same in the highlands and the heartache all the same. Are y'all listening to me? It ain't got nothing to do with what you're going through. It has everything to do with who he is. Hey, hey, let's just keep walking through this, all right? I'm not going to keep, I'm going to be done on time. Ooh, I got 16 minutes. That's good. I'm good. Okay, now look. So all of a sudden, here they come. Here they come. Do the Israelites, Red Sea in front of them, Egyptian army behind them. Everybody going to die. Everybody going to die. There's no way out. There's no way out. They didn't see the Charlton Heston movie when he rolled out. They didn't see none of that. They ain't, it wasn't made. So you know, listen to me. Some of the greatest movies ever have to be lived before they're made. A little boy in Wisconsin had to fall through that ice and almost die before they made that movie. Word. What'd you say? Shut the front door. He's like, in this room? He's like, nah, it's okay, cool. He a student here? I don't even know why I mentioned it. That'll work. All right. Good on you, little brother, with your movie self. All right. First time that's ever happened. Where is, is, is well, I don't want to get him in trouble if he skipped, because trust me, I've skipped my timber. I, I skipped my share chapels. Okay. He is here? John Smith. Hey, little brother, are you, are you a Badger fan? You like the Badgers? 
You're from Missouri? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Missouri. Is that where that happened? Why'd I got Wisconsin? What happened to me? I was eating my popcorn during that part, bro. My bad. All right. It's all good. All right, let's, let's just go back. I'm sorry. Missouri, Wisconsin, it don't matter. It ain't Michigan, so it don't matter. All right. Somebody say, go blue. See ya. I did that for, uh, never mind, let's go on. All the Minnesota people were, what about a, nuh-uh. Okay, look, look, look at your mascot. You are a golden gopher. Hey, uh, hey, who you play, Wolverines? Oh, okay. Who you play, <laughs> Golden Gophers? <laughs> Got a gold chain. What? <laughs> <Woo-hoo. laughs> All right, stop. Okay, go back. Look, look. I love it. Some of you are like, I was preaching, and you're like, oh, Reggie. And then I'm like, there he is. <laughs> All right, look, 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 watch this, watch this. Okay, so they're at the Red Sea. Here come, they come Egyptians. They're going to kill everybody. All of a sudden, the people are like, Moses, what you do? Why have you done? Why have you done? You see, the way the people were yelling at Moses is the way we yell at God. What have you done? Why am I like, I don't understand. What, what's wrong with you? Y'all ain't going to believe. I ain't going to believe what happened to me. I am old. I'm 56, but I always say black don't crack. All right, but... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, but uh, I have never missed a school assembly program. I've been doing this for 30 years. I did schools while I was here. At, here. I learned. I had guys, professors who were here who taught me and showed me how to speak in public schools. So I crafted my skill at this campus. So who I am is North Central University. It is. And I understand that. So watch this. So watch this. So the, I get up on a Friday about a, about a week and a half ago. And I got up on Friday. And all of a sudden, I, I'm like, and my nose is bleeding. And I'm like. Where'd that come from? So I blew my nose. Bad move. It looked like somebody murdered somebody in my Holiday Inn bathroom. And all of a sudden, I look at the watch. It's, it's, I got a school in an hour and a half. And I go, I don't know what to do. So I got in my rental car, and there were, I saw a, a, a white and blue sign with an H, a hospital. And it, I saw that when I drove in the night before. So I went to the hospital, and I, and I walk in the emergency room, and the lady goes, oh, Lord. You don't want a nurse. And then they go, just come straight back. Come back now. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I, 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 there's blood everywhere. I'm like, I, 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 they go, you got your wallet? And I, she took us, she goes, give me your wallet. I said, hey. And, and she, she, she come back, she goes, we got this guy. And the doctor comes in, he goes, hey, uh, do you, you, your legs been sore lately? You've taken any aspirin and stuff like that? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had some cramps and stuff in my legs, so I'm cool. He said, no, 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 you can't take aspirin. He said, that's why you got a nosebleed. You ruptured a vein behind your nasal cavity. He said, we got to do a rhino. I said, a who? (laughs) A rhino? What? (laughs) So they take this thing and they shove it. Oh, I could feel it pushing on my eye. 
And then they go, hold still. (laughs) Where am I going to (laughs) go? He takes a syringe and tugs it to this and he starts pushing and I can feel the medicine just going through. And then he goes, hey, come back tomorrow morning, five o'clock and I'll pull that out. So, tomorrow? I go, no, I'm, I'm in California tomorrow. He goes, oh, no, you're not. You get on a plane, you probably die. I went, I ain't going to California. <laughs> so here I am. Here I am. Dude, you should see this thing. It was, dude, and he goes, you need pain medicine? And this is where I go stupid. You need something for the pain? Nah. I should have died. I should have got some. <laughs> it was just oh, and all night. Oh. So I'm like, I'm in this home, and I'm like, God, I've served you my whole life. <laughs> Wait, it'll, it'll sound better if you watch the sign lady do it. I loved you my whole life, Jesus. And look what you've done to me. Why have you done this to me? There are people dying of cancer. There are people like cripple. My pastor had a stroke. And here I am with this thing in my nose going, how could you do this to me? And then I caught myself and I'm like, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil. It's all right, God. You just want to talk to me. You want to do something. You want to help me. Next morning, Saturday morning, well, I had to call California. I was supposed to be in Modesto for their Saturday night service. That ain't going to happen. All right. And I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. But I don't get in until tonight. And I went in and he goes, hey, I did blood work. He goes, your doctor at home would have never caught this. But the medication you're taking, it's It's causing your blood to run thin. And you could have died. We just got to switch your medicine. He says, now I'm going to switch your medicine and you're going to be good. So he gave me this medicine and he goes, you good? Let me take that out. Okay, then they had to take it out. It's cool though. So they take that. There's a little tube. They put a syringe in it. And instead of pushing it, they pull back. No, it was the greatest feeling ever. Because all that pressure just went. And he pulled it out and he goes, let me look in. He goes, okay, you're fine. You're good to go. When you stay in the valley, the pressure is too much for you to handle. And you just sit there and you whine and you complain and you cry. And you're like, oh, God, what am I going to do? How do I do it? You're like the people of Israel by the water. Here they come and they're crying. And then Moses, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Moses answered and says, don't be afraid. I love that brother. He was probably petrified. Because he, he just didn't know what to do. He goes, don't be afraid. Stand your ground. I love this. Okay, look, I'm talking to depression. I'm talking to quitting. I'm talking to packing your bags and going home. No! Stand your ground. Stand. Don't be afraid. The Lord will save you today. You will never, look what he said, you will never see these Egyptians again. He spoke it. Hey, you don't need 
an audience to speak hope into your life. You could do it in your Holiday Inn Express bedroom with blood coming. You know what I did when I went back to the hotel? I said, hey, can I have a, a mop? And they could see the tube and they go, wow. I said, well, I had a little problem this morning. I said, but it's all right. I think if you give me some like uh, bleach, I can clean this up. And, and as long as you don't turn on the blue light, it'll be all good. Because I saw CSI, all right? And then I and I and I and I and I cleaned it up. I cleaned it up. Y'all don't see what's coming, do you? So after I cleaned it up, I like I'm just hanging out, and there's a knock on my door, and I open the door, and it's an older man, and he goes, "Are you all right, sir?" I said, "Yeah, I'm fine." I said, "Here's your mop, your bucket," and he goes, "Whoa," because it still had like water in it, and it was like red. I said, I had, I've never had a nosebleed. I had a severe nosebleed, and went to the hospital. I said, but I didn't want them to have to clean this, and he went. So you cleaned it yourself? He said, you like speak to millions of people. I Googled you. <laughs> and you cleaned the bathroom for my maids. Who's my wife? I heard you ask for a bucket. I just came to say thank you. Thank you for caring about what I do. And he goes, hey, when you feel better this afternoon, can I ask you a couple of questions? I went, hey, sure. He said, how about four or five o'clock? I said, yeah, I got nowhere to go. So at four o'clock, I go down and sit down. And he goes, Muhammad says. And he asked a question. And I said, well, Jesus says. And he goes, but Muhammad says. And I went, yeah, yeah, I know. I got that. But Jesus says. He goes, but Muhammad says do. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, but Jesus did. Didn't he ask us to do? And he stopped and he goes, so I've been set up. I said, yeah, we both have. I said, well, you could have asked yesterday before all this. Could that be God? Yes. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. I got to give it to you because I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow because I haven't. I'm just on this today. I got, ooh, four minutes. Cool. I could do this. Watch this. Watch this. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out for help? (laughs) Awesome. Like God hadn't turned on the TV and saw the Egyptian (laughs) army coming. You know, sometimes God's like cool about the whole thing. He's like, gee, bro, what's wrong with you? Don't you know who I am? Y'all, sometimes in the middle of the valley, we forget who he is. Never forget. It's okay every now and then to forget, but you better come home to you. You better come back to your senses. You better pack up your junk and start moving through that valley. I got one more thing to tell you. Are you ready? Here it is. Here it is. He says, he says, walk to the water and and, and raise your walking stick. So Moses goes to water. Y'all know the rest is history. I love what the Bible says. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that they walk through on dry ground. Come on. God cares about your Nikes. He don't want your Cortezes getting all messed up like that. He will make sure it's dry ground. He doesn't take every small detail about you. He will take care of every small detail. And some of you are looking at me going, I don't understand. I don't understand. What are you trying to say? It goes back to the very first part. The very first sentence in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. David did something that was amazing. This whole Psalms, he ain't talking about you. He ain't talking about your problem. He's talking about himself. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. He restores my soul. If you want to be a great communicator, make it personal. So they'll believe you. It's the only way they're going to believe you. Because I'm not arguing. I don't argue. I am a man with an experience. I am never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Because you wasn't there when he found me. When he took his arms and put it around me. So I start by saying the Lord is my shepherd. Hey, this morning, if you're in a valley, is he still your shepherd? Start with yourself. Is he still your God? I'm done after this. Oh, I got a minute 55. I'm killing this. I think every preacher should do public schools. Because when that bell rings, you done. And if it's lunch, Jesus can't stop a ninth grader from getting lunch. I'm just serious, y'all. Serious. So here we go. I was in Africa, and they took me on a safari. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Because we were in like a Jeep with no top. He goes, you'll get a good view. I said, of what? I said, they got a, if I got a good view, they got a good view. I'm seeing animals, they're seeing lunch. And dinner with me. Yeah, like both. Take it home, mom. Put it in the microwave. So, 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 we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. I'm not, not, we're done here. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah, we are. All right. So. <laughs> So we're done. We're going back to dinner, right? And he pulls over. My driver pulls over. He goes, you've got to see this. Hey, that last song y'all did. Can we do? You were going to do that. Look at you. Go ahead, girl. You get an A. All right. All right. All right. Look, 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 look. We, we, he stopped because there's this watering hole. And about the, he says, you got to see this. And the shepherd was coming over the hill. He had about 250 sheep. And these sheep are like, bad, bad, bad. There's a lot of bad going on, bad, bad. I'm like, Dude, these brothers are stupid, all right? And he goes over, and then all of a sudden, right when they get to the water, another dude comes, another shepherd comes. He got sheep, too. He had about 600. And about that time, another one and another. There are four shepherds. There had to be like 1,700 sheep. And they're all drinking. And I'm like looking at my driver going, bro, somebody going to lose. He goes, no, I wanted you to see this because I know you're a preacher. He goes, watch this. Fifteen minutes go by. All of a sudden, one shepherd, they're all talking. They give each other high five hugs. And he goes, hey! Six hundred sheep go, take off, following the shepherd. And another one whistles, and the four hundred sheep take off with him. All of a sudden, the place is empty, and every sheep knew their master's voice. That's how you get through the valley of the shadow of death. 
That's when you don't stop because you hear his voice. You hear his voice. You hear him. Come on, just keep moving. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Don't stop. Let's go. Let's go. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd today? Is he your shepherd today? If not, day, tool it down, tool it down. Take this, go back, think about it for three minutes. Sit here doing this song, think about it. Because that's what they were singing about. Because if he's your shepherd, it don't matter what the storm is. It doesn't matter what the wave is. It don't matter if there's a rhino up your nose. You can do what you got to do. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And if you're that kind of leader, then other people are going to make him their shepherd too. So let's stand from the back to the front, left to the right. This worship song is before Professor Jeff comes. Hey, pray about it. Come on, Jesus. Hey.